Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. If I make, this is the secret about success, which I wish people understood. If you make the people beneath you more successful, you become more successful. (laughs) It's as simple as that. If you make those people shit, you look shit. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. If you ever drunk out of a public drinking fountain and thought to yourself, and this was before COVID, now, I know nobody's drinking out of public water fountains anymore, but if you ever thought about like the different things, germs, bacteria that can be floating around a water faucet, this this thing that I'm about to tell you about is the way to go. It's called UV Bright. So it's a water bottle that you simply just press the button and it purifies your water. Three steps. You fill up your bottle with water from any source of clear water. Then you tap the button on the cap. It lights up. It's pretty cool. And then UV Bright's UVC purification technology, it cleanses your water. You just have to wait about 90 to 180 seconds, and then you have clean, pure drinking water. It's the way to go. And you don't tear up the earth by just keep wasting and using uh, plastic water bottles. So I, I know most of us do use water bottles now, but... This is the next level because it purifies your water. So um, you might want to pick one up. You just go to UV Bright, UV-Bright.com. 
And the cool thing is I have a promo code. All you got to put in is Shark Effect 15 and you get 15% off. So check it out. It's for you. You're welcome. All right. So uh, hello. Welcome to the Shark Effect. Uh, thank you for the ongoing support. I'm super uh, thrilled and happy and excited. Just got over our 20,000 downloads. And, um, you know, thank you for, for all the support over the past, I don't know, 18 months. But, yeah, I just want to say thank you. And please subscribe, rate, give a review, tell your friends um, about the Shark Effect podcast. Um, but today I got, <laughs> I got a dude, he's from England, so he has a crazy accent. It's pretty cool, but his name is Thomas Ferry. Now, Thomas is not your regular entrepreneur. In fact, he's, he's everything but normal. After he wrestled this, <laughs> this big old Russian dude for money and won, I'll talk about that in a, in, in just a couple of minutes, but he got an idea to, that led to an extraordinary journey of starting Stakester, which is a platform allowing video game players to back themselves. You know, if you're better than your friend or somebody across the country or across the world, you can bet on your skills on the sticks. And if you win, then you win money. If not, then you don't. <laughs> but uh, he traveled to New York to introduce himself or this concept to the Rockstar Games co-founder by the name of Gary Foreman. Now, Gary listened to 16 reasons why it won't work. And then he joined Thomas's team. Since then, Stakester has been able to raise millions of dollars, attract thousands of competitive players, and spread the message about fundraising and building and scaling a successful online business. He also has the Back Yourself podcast show that I highly recommend to you. So I want to jump right in. This guy, he's hilarious. He drops a couple of F-bombs. If you're okay with that, then then you're cool. If not, you might not want to listen to this. But <laughs> it's, a, it's a great show, and he gives a lot of incredible insights to entrepreneurs. All right, let's have a listen. So um, I always think when you're in the gym or doing anything, I'm like, look, you just got to go at it like you're an Olympian. That's my mentality. I always think to yourself, look, if you're there, do it as if you're going to become a world champion. Just do it. You might as well. If, you, if you're in the gym, make the most of the time you're in the gym. And I um, I've got a Muay Thai coach um, because um, I love Muay Thai and you know, I, I competed. And now I, I've got I'm, I'm an old man now. So I need. Um, so I, I think I, I can take you. You can't. I think I can take you. You, you can't, Alex. I mean, like, I don't know I more Thai, but let me tell you something. My what resolve and my toughness is average. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. You know what's, you know what's going to happen, Alex? What's going to happen is you're going to get there and you're going to be like, look, I'm some kind of like, you know, NFL That's hero right. or whatever. That's what That's you're going right. to think. You're going to think like, yeah, 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 I can I can run a little bit. I can, you know, I can get smashed by other people. But you wear a helmet and pads, bro. I grew up playing rugby like a real sport where we don't need pads because we're real men. Okay? So what happens is you're going to come in and you're going to try and take me down. And I'm just going to cinch you up in the tightest gear team you've ever seen. And you're going to be like, let go of me, you 
crazy Englishman. That's what's going to happen. Also, you could, you're 155. At most. <laughs> Look, I tell you, I tell Alex, look, I'm going to come. Where do you live? Where's your Where's your home? Where's your live? Okay. I'm in Portland. Portland, Oregon. Okay, Portland. Yeah, the home of where people underestimate English people. What's going to happen is, look, <laughs> you know, you're like, you're going to be also, I'm English. We win wars all the time. You guys just give up. I mean, what happened in Afghan? You're like, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm out. So, like, what's going to happen is we're going to get there. I'm going to invite you down to the cage and you're going to be like, I'm going to underestimate this guy. He's smaller than me. He looks weaker than me. And then what's going to happen is I'm just going to, um, you're going to be like, geez, this guy's angrier than a badger. And then he's going to be, it's going to be horrible. Uh, but anyway, enough. Anyway, so I'm in the gym. Enough of that. I'm in the gym. I'm tr- I think you should try train hard. So my coach, he's like, look, I'm going to chuck you on this assault bike. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let's get on there. We'll give it a go. And what we do is you put this heart, you put your heart rate monitor on. And the format is like, it's not about doing it for time. It's about getting your heart rate to a level. And then you come back down again and then get your heart rate up again. So it mimics a fight. So what happens in a fight is like your heart rate goes right up and then comes down, right up, run comes. Same again when you're doing any kind of explosive sport, you'll know exactly about this. Mm-hmm. And I get on there and I'm like, okay, what are you gonna, what do I need to get to? And he said, Well, I've got some stats, like you know, a competitive athlete will go to get to like 160. I'm like, shut up, competitive athlete. What do Olympians go for? And he's it. like, and they're, they're like 180. All right, mate. Let's do it. So I'm getting on there, getting myself up to 183 and back down again. And I'll be honest with you, Alex, it was a mistake. I feel horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've actually just aged myself by about 10 years. <laughs> and it worked anyway. out as opposed to the reverse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm all about, I, I'm, I, I love, big fan of Jim. I think it's really important. So anyway, right. So this is your show, not my show. What do you want to talk about, big guy? Well, well, well you know what? is I kind of want to stay in that world because our last conversation, you know, you tell me a story about really how you got started with your startup. Yeah. I want to hear, I I want to hear that. That was, that was very interesting. It was hilarious, but I I got a lot out of it. So let me tell you a little bit background. So yeah, I, there's something about so I there's something about that entrepreneurial spirit, right? There's something in people. People would listen to this show. They will be some people will be sat in their jobs right now, and they will feel that there is they can achieve more than they're, what they're achieving. Okay, and they might have a they might be earning good money, and they might be having they might have a, a good job where people are like, oh great, you know, you're you're a great solicitor, a lawyer, or you've got sorry, attorney in the US, or you're you know, you're doing really well at this bank, but they know that they're not really, they haven't got the two things that I think are the most important thing with any career or anything. One, number one, is you have to be challenged to a point where you are getting to a level that you know you are at your peak, okay? Because you've got to keep challenging yourself all the time before you get there. You have to keep challenging yourself. So the first time you run 5K, you might do it in 25 minutes, whatever. But then you know that you, but then you don't know if you can do sub 20 minutes, which is a competitive time. You don't know if you can do that until you keep pushing yourself and challenging yourself. And the real reward you get as a human being is about understanding what you're capable of. And we're all more capable than we realize. And I was working in a corporate environment where I would describe myself as externally as very successful. 
But then the truth is I knew I had more in me. I knew that I was more. And the second thing I want to optimize for was freedom. Okay. Now, freedom, I think, is the most valuable asset you ever have. And yes, money can buy freedom. It's a big part of why we earn good money, why we aim to earn money. But ultimately, and that's the freedom to do the things the, the way that you want to do them. And I had a really good job at a really great company and we're doing incredibly well, but I didn't have those two things. I wasn't being challenged. We were successful, but I wasn't being challenged because I knew that this was something that I'd just been doing for a long time. It was bread and butter. And then on the other side, I didn't have the freedom. So I left that job and took a big risk. Anyway, so I go to the gym and I'm doing a bit of jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu. And for people who don't understand what that is, it's basically aggressive hugging. Yeah, it's like that. You just... You're just <laughs> hugging each other until one of you says stop. Okay, it's basically what happens. Right. So I'm just there, just you know, hugging the shit out of a couple of guys. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and this Russian guy walks past. And this is a true story, but I'm not getting this. this. Russian guy walks past, and he's probably dressed as like you do in the gym. You know, <laughs> yeah, wears a vest, gets his guns out, thinks he's stacked, wants everyone to look at his muscles, okay. and. Um, now, yeah, I, you know, I know that's what you do. Yeah, you're like, guys, check this out, guys. See what I call that? Call that the yeah. NFL. How did you know? How did you know? I know, buddy. I know. <laughs> I can see it. Anyway, and he walks past and he goes, I recognize you. You're all in competition. And I'm like, first of all, that accent is unreal. <laughs> Anyone who listens <laughs> to this, they're like, oh, my God. Have they got another guy on the show? They got another, they got another, another Russian guy. No, it's just me. Anyways, I recognize you. You're the winning competition. And I'm like, yeah, bro. I fucking did, mate. Yeah, I'm a hero. <laughs> and he's like... Hold on. Hold on. So you was a beast. Like, he he, he recognized you from... So you must have won a couple? It's, it's so silly. It's so silly. I'd won a Muay Thai competition. But this guy's muscles were so big and his brain was so small, he couldn't <laughs> figure out the difference between Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Okay. One of them is smashing people with your limbs. The other one is hugging the shit out of each other. Got but it. he'd seen me win a competition. And it's quite a while ago, but he'd seen me. Anyway. And he says, um, and then he follows up with, but you look so weak. Oh, wow. And I was like, wow, that's a burn. And everyone around me starts laughing. They're like, mate, he has got you. And I was like, I was like, all right, bro, chill out. Anyway, without any provocation, he follows up with, what well, about we, uh, you know, we spar sometime. I'm like, all right, mate. Fine. We'll roll anytime you like. Obviously, I'm hugely confident without anything to back it up. Just to confirm, by the way, I'm not very good at jiu-jitsu. I've been doing it for like a year. Okay. But anyway, he's there and he says, okay, so let's do this. And he says, let's do this for some money. And I'm like, Okay, wow, well, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How big is this dude? You, you, okay, you, right. So he, he's Russian. I get that. So he. Tough. So I, yeah, so I, let guessing. me just do some quick calculations on my on my phone okay. so I can tell you how much I weigh in. So I weigh 74 kilograms and I'm 5'11", five, I'm five, five 74 kilograms in pounds is about in foreign imperialism. No idea why you guys can't use kilograms. <laughs> um, okay, is... What's going on here? 75 kilograms in pounds. There we go. Okay, is... About 165. 165. Yeah, 165. Well, I okay. 165. Okay. Um, and he was easily, easily um 200, 210, about 210 kilograms. Uh, okay. 210 pounds. pounds. Okay. So he's got he's got about 40 pounds on me. Okay. All right. 
And um, so I'm like, all right, let's do it. And so he said, hold on, what? But bet for, so he said, let's do it for some money. Let's do it for 10 pounds. So like, you know, like 15, well, like $20, like $20. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can handle it. I earn a good, good wage. Anyway, he's like, but I'm like, it's all about the money. It's about the fact that he's challenged me to do it for money. And I got really excited about this. So for the people that are listening, the people who know jujitsu, basically, I just pulled guard, which means I lie on my back, I wrap my legs around him, and then I choke him out with my legs. It's something called a triangle. <laughs> yeah, something, something called a triangle. I put his arm across him, and then you squeeze your leg around his head, and you put his head forward. He's like, Bleh. Anyway, he gets up. <laughs> he gets how long, hold on. How long did it last? 40 seconds. Okay. Okay. Literally, literally it, like... The thing about jiu-jitsu is that, like, genuinely, it's a superpower. I say to everyone, like, when you first start out doing it, and, like, I'm 165, I'm not a small guy, I'm not a big guy, but I've got, like, these fat little people, like, who are just me up. And you're like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are you so strong compared to me? And it's like, it's mad. It's a real superpower. Because... Once you're on the ground, like your height doesn't make a difference. Your weight makes a bit of difference, but not a lot of difference. And your strength is only so useful if you know how to use your strength. And so you go against somebody who knows what they're doing. They just ragdoll you and it's madness. Mm. Yeah. So you probably get that if you played rugby against someone. You'd be like, oh, I thought I was good at sport, but actually I'm rubbish. Yeah. Don't worry about it, mate. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm in there and I'm like, so... And he gets up and he's like, you cheat, you'll use your legs. I was like, shut up, mate. It's a jiu-jitsu, buddy. It's not Russian wrestling. Anyway, whatever it was. So anyway, he goes off on a strop. And I said to him, look, where's my money? And he goes, I pay you next time. And I'm like, no, you don't pay me next time. You, tell me, you pay me now, bro. That's not how we do this. He's like, I don't have any cash. And I was like, okay, there must be an app on my phone. And literally, there wasn't. And I was like, Damn. I've got to make something for this because I remember feeling Alex. I remember that feeling of being like, I enjoyed this so much. Like I felt so much more excited by the competition when something was on the line. And I was like, there's something in this. And so I decided to turn that into a business for, for gaming because people game video, play video games all the time. And like, how can we add that? Like, how can we add that drama? Like, have you got any siblings, Alex? I do. I have one brother. One brother. Okay, fine. So, like, when you were kids, I bet there was always that time, like, you're running home and you're like, every time you do anything, something on the line. It's like, okay, if I beat you at this race, you do the dishes. If I beat you at this, like, whatever, you know, like, I, I get to watch what I want on TV. There's always something on the line other than pride. And it just makes it a bit more exciting. So, I want to create that. Also, secondly, this is controversial. I think gambling is absolutely moronic. I think it's the dumbest thing anyone can do. Because I think, why would you ever put, I think the psychology of it is awful. Why would you ever put money on anything that you can't control? Mm. Why would you do that? So I'm like, look, I get that gambling is exciting and it makes it more exciting when you're watching a game and you put some money. I get that. I'm not fighting that or denying it. But why don't I encourage people to put money on themselves? And encourage themselves skills. to get better at something. Exactly. That's what I'm all about. And so we created a business that that, and that was two years ago. And now we're the fastest growing skill-based competition platform on the planet. Mic drop. See you later. I'm out. <laughs> now, with, with, and so talk about your company, Stakester. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, this is so cool because I think I'm very confident. Like if this was created back when I was in college, when I was playing video games a lot, I would have paid my way through college. I mean, I had a scholarship, but I was awesome on the sticks. Like Madden, 90, Madden, Madden 92, 93, uh, NBA Live. I was damn yeah. near unbeatable. Whoa. And, makes sense. Well, yeah. I know, man. I tell you. There's, and I was worth- beating guys on the team. And, I, you know, we didn't bet money because we didn't have <laughs> we didn't have very much with our little scholarship checks. But, man, if I would have had this type of knowledge, oh, I would have been killing people from all over the world. So with your with the app that you've created, you can do this. You can bet on yourself with people everywhere pretty much yeah we're in 30 countries yeah we're in 30 okay. countries but like yeah 100 percent. in case anyone didn't hear that alex mentioned three times that he got a scholarship at university just in case anyone didn't catch that he's <laughs> a big deal no i guess it's a bit of a big deal but like i tell you so funny story actually so the fact, weird that you mentioned madden i've never told this story before on a podcast but um the guy who made madden the guy who made it a guy called gordon bellamy Okay, I met him at one of my co-founders, my co-founder's wedding. And he is this vivacious, super intelligent, now university professor guy. And he says, and I told him about my idea. He's like, he goes, Tom, I love it. And he looks me dead in the eye. He's staring at me for like, it felt like six hours boring into my soul. And he said, how are you going to make losers feel like winners? Because if you can do that, you got yourself a billion dollar business. And I was like, damn, Gordon, you are profound. <laughs> it's like some kind of like, like a black Yoda. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I said to him, I said, look, hey, and that's literally it. Like that was, that was the, that was the turnaround for our business. I tell you, I should give that, I've been trying to give that guy shares, but he's just too polite to say yes. He's too polite. But he's like, yeah, but he's just like, he's like, yeah, cause that was it. So that was the thing. Like, that joy you get from winning is massive. So many people, when they play Madden or whatever, they think they're the shit. They all think they're great. But it's just like, it's that thing of like, you know, you just feel so much more impressive if you make money from it and you can earn your way to do that, whatever. We've got people in Romania who are making real money doing this. But at the same time, we've got to make that enjoyable for the people who lose. Okay, that's the big thing. It's not just about... It's not just about the feeling you get when you win. It's about make, feeling like that you've had a good enough game and you've performed well enough that you've learned something from it. It's like people like, like I said, it's about the best athletes. You know, they, there's no, I just think that there is no vernacular for lose as a great athlete. I always say you have two phrases, you win or you learn. The term lose doesn't really exist. So if someone, if, you know, if I'm playing rugby and then, yeah, we don't win the game. I'm like, yeah. What I know now is that, you know, I need to work on this, this, and this. And as a result of that, I'm going to get better. Same in our business. Like, if things slow down, I'm like, that's great. People come to me and they say, Tom, we've had a, you know, we haven't had great, you know, great retention this month. I'm like, brilliant. That means next month it's going to be amazing. Because <laughs> we can learn from that. And I think Absolutely. that's a real important mentality. All the way from Gordon Bellamy. Look at that. I love that. So... With like starting up businesses, like, I mean, you told us how you got it in terms of like, man, there was a feeling. And I think those intuition, like how you feel is it's powerful. 
and it can it can start up beautiful things. It can also tear down things. But after getting that idea, what was the next step that you took? Was it a like a different relationship that man? Who who do I know that can help me bring this together? Yeah, or like, or was it something else? Yeah. So this is something that I um I thought about a lot. Okay, and um, I wouldn't describe us as successful yet because we're nowhere near what I believe we are capable of. We've achieved more than a lot of businesses, okay? But I still wouldn't say the word success. I think that success is something that comes when you get to somewhere where you feel like you should be, okay? I'm on the path to success. But a big thing that I think is most important is self-awareness. So on day one, I had the idea and I started putting together what we were going to do. And I said to myself, honestly, I remember having this conversation with myself in a coffee shop. I said, right, Tom, be honest with yourself about what you are good at. Okay. And then I realized I had this epiphany. And I remember this moment where I stopped calling myself a founder. I stopped calling myself an entrepreneur. And I just started calling myself a coach. Okay. And I was like, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to build a team that can get me and this business to where I think it can get to. It's not about me. My responsibility here isn't about me being the, the big deal here. My responsibility is about getting the best performance and getting the best people into my company and making sure they work best together because they're the ones that are going to get me to be that unicorn. It's not me that's going to get there. I'm just the coach that's going to get them there. Hey, I got to let you guys know. I'm excited about the partnership that I've uh, created with Frog Fuel. So Frog Fuel is a protein-based company. It's a super protein. And what it is, I'm just going to simplify it and explain it, is collagen, which is the predominant protein that's in animals and in people. So collagen protein has a unique amino acid profile and it is the most critical building block of structural supporting and connective tissues in the body. And so from the day you are born until the day you die, your body is continually breaking down and replacing proteins. Frog fuel is a fast absorbing form of collagen protein that is fortified with amino acids. That means your body will absorb this within 15 minutes. And it comes in little small packs where you don't have to have a blender, you don't have to shake it till you, till you make it type of protein mix, your body absorbs it. And it does that in a very efficient way. So if you're looking to up your game, whether it's repairing, recovering, or strengthening your muscles, frog fuel is the way to go. So you can, you can get you some at frogfuel.com. And please use Shark Effect 20 to be able to get 20% off your first order. Yeah, no, Absolutely. I'm Phil Jackson. I'm not Michael Jordan, right, okay? And that's the that's what you got to do. And I think it's that mindset. I think the thing that happened to me, the first thing I did was I thought to myself, right, who do I need in this team? How do I build this team? What are the core components I need in the skill sets to build the team that can get us there? And that's what I did. And what did that consist of? I am good at one thing, talking about myself. <laughs> no, I always say that I um I have three talents. Okay. Okay. One, left body hooks, not incredibly helpful in a startup, but you never know. Okay. Okay. One. 
two, judging talent, and three, getting people excited. Okay, those are my gifts. Okay, all the way through my career, I've just got the best people on my team and got everyone really excited. Okay, and I believe if you get people excited, you get great results. And I think for me, I realized that was the case. So, like, I can go and raise money. I knew that. And go and raise money but i need someone technical who could build the product i knew someone who i need someone who understood my audience i needed someone that could i needed someone to run my marketing who was my customer i'm not my customer i don't play video games so i needed someone who was that person to be my customer so i could then get that person to create my brand and so forth so that's what it's the first thing i thought about was brand product process that was it and how did you go about like finding those people did you did you put out a, an ad or did you know somebody that that, that knew somebody yeah it's a so, cool story actually so um no i didn't know anyone actually and no one who works there apart from um one of my uh, my chief operating officer who's been my best friend since i was t- about two years old but he's oh, there wow. because i trust him right do you know what i mean that's the thing you take people you trust you need when you've got you need a right-hand person and that person you have to trust. Your number one capability there is trust, okay? And I trust him more than anyone. So that's why he's in that role. But And you can't go on that straight away. But yeah, so I needed someone technical and someone within the gaming space. And I'd never worked in gaming, so I had no idea. So I look at my network and I see that someone who used to work for me is used to work at EA Sports. So super connected. I phone her up and I'm like, hey, Monica, and I told her the idea, and because she does CrossFit, she's an absolute dickhead, and um, she completely understood it. Um, she was like, "This is great." Yeah. <laughs> and she's American, and she's in New York. And I said her the idea, and I said, "Look, I need a co-founder. I need CTO, and that's Chief Technical Officer." If anyone's listening, somebody. I was I was just about to ask. Okay, thank you. Chief Technical Officer, the person who builds the tech. Okay. Got it. And. Um, she's like, "Well, have you met my fiance?" And I'm like, "I don't want to meet your fiance." She's like, well, he created Grand Theft Auto, the biggest selling game of all time. That's the game. And I'm like, whoa. Okay, so I'm like, so I get my phone out. And I'm like, okay, what's he he doing tomorrow night at six? She's like, "Um, why do you want to do a video call? I said, no, I'm looking at Skyscanner. I can be in New York tomorrow night at six. (laughs) So I hop on a plane. I fly up to New York, I meet with him, I sit him down, I say, Gary, I want to make a platform that allows gamers to play against each other for money and prizes. And he said, I'm in. <laughs> That's it. No way. And basically, yeah, basically. I think it's a bit like this dude has flown from London to New York. Okay, he's literally got off a plane, comes straight to Brooklyn. He is super energetic. He's got so much belief in what we're going to do. Like, why wouldn't I want to work with him? And that was it. And then we built the team from there. Oh, my goodness. And so I say this, Alex, if I hadn't have gone to New York, if I hadn't have got on that plane and spent that 300 bucks or whatever I spent on the flight. That wasn't no damn $300. I'll tell you that right now. I'm telling you right now, but I didn't want to sound privileged, Alex. So okay, I all to, right. I appreciate uh, that. I appreciate try that. Try to sound like just want to try to tone that down a little bit. <laughs> but like, <laughs> okay. But yeah, it didn't. Um, but anyway, because <laughs> I tell you what, last minute, it's not economy seats that are available. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's anyway, so. Anyway, so I, yeah, if I had done though. that, 
No, no, Bob, hold on. Because I want people to, you know, to get this is when you step outside of like what's average or what's normal, that tells people something about you, right? If you would have planted out three months later when things were affordable, when the weather was however, that's that's one thing. But even before you get there, you've already sent a message to this gentleman. And I, I think that that's valuable. That's a valuable principle. Like when things are important, you need to sh- you need to show up. You need to show up in a certain way, right? I bet. Look, that so shows my, commitment. Commitment is huge. I think it's huge. My my best friend Ross, he is not a particularly profound man. Okay, um, he's very he's one of the smartest guys I've ever. Always particularly profound. But he has this one phrase, which I think just I love, and he said. If you want your life to be like a movie, you have to live your life like you're in a movie. Okay? So in a movie, they're not phoning them up. They're going over there. Harvey Specter from Suits. When he wants something done, he waits outside the office for the person to come down. Okay? He doesn't text them. All right? He doesn't send them a fucking email. You need, as a founder, as any any walk of life, you have to ask yourself, what... What can I do which is more than everyone else? What can I do that's going to get me noticed more than everyone else? That's, that, that's my mentality always. Um, there's I no, love that. You, like, it doesn't matter what, who you are. You can you just show up. And when you're there, give it everything you've got. Okay? You're in control of that. You can't control how much money you have. You can't control your background. You can't control how smart you are. You can't control how strong you are. I'll tell you what, a good example of this, and this is something I'm obsessed about. So um, you obviously just off the back of this, whenever this goes out, but people know just recently, last weekend, Emma Raducanu just won the US Open. Okay. 18-year-old girl from the UK. She was a wild, she was, she was a qualifier, and she's the youngest, one of the youngest people ever to win it. Okay. In straight sets, didn't drop a single set all the way through. The most amazing thing about that story is that she's not the best tennis player there. Nowhere near, nowhere near the best tennis player. But while she was there, every single shot she went for, she's like, because it doesn't matter if I lose. It doesn't matter. The fact that I even got into the first round is astounding. I'm ranked 150th in the world. I shouldn't even be here. So she was like, look, every shot she played, she played a winner, played for the winner. Every single shot. Because she's like, it doesn't matter if I lose. And that mentality meant that people just couldn't handle the aggression. They couldn't handle the competitiveness. And you know when you play any sport, you know from your NFL days, you'll get like rookies who'll turn up and they'll just every time they get their ball, they try and score. They just go mad. You're like, I'm not you. This is not how the game works. <laughs> got to play the safety. And they just go for it. And that's what you've got to be like in business. You've got to be like, you've got to be that fresh. Don't be afraid of failure. Just go hard at it. Send an email that is different to everyone else when you send it to an investor because you're standout. Yeah, they might reject you, but who cares? Okay. You're going to stand out and they're going to notice you. I think you just got to go with that mentality. I love that. What inspires you, Tom? That's a good question. I think like, so like I'm a man of faith. Okay. And so I would always say like, what I, who would say to you, like, it's quite hard being a, it's really weird. So being a, being a Christian in the UK is rare. Okay. So like, 
it's mm. not you know it's not like it's one of those things where it's almost like a social taboo now but i think the thing about being a christian is that you know you're i'm always surrounded by people that i find super inspirational because like if you're a priest okay for example right okay you have given up money yeah if you're a catholic you've given up sex you've given up all the fun stuff yeah because you believe so importantly that what you're doing is more of our priority can you believe the spreading the word of god is most important and that really inspires me. people have that conviction to give everything else up to do it okay give everything else up and i said look i'm not going to be a priest okay i'm far too hedonistic and selfish but the point is i'm like if I can have that conviction, if I believe so much that I can achieve these things and help get to this goal, okay, that's inspirational to me. And so I just give everything else up that doesn't matter. Okay, and I love, that's what inspires me, people like that. Okay, I'm inspired by people who just give everything else up to try and get to a goal. I'm also inspired, I tell you what really inspires me is like, and it sounds again, really woolly, but I'm so inspired by my team. There's people here who like, they turn up, they come to work for a company that could fail tomorrow. Okay. They've got no idea what they're doing. They've never done the job. We have a policy whereby we are going to, we will always be the, your first chance at that level. So if you're, if you're a junior, we're going to bring you in your first chance at you know, grade two. My podcast producer, my podcast, she's never produced a podcast. Like that. I'm like, I'm going to give you that shot. And because they, and the, the passion they go after it, they're just fearless. They just go for it because they're so young and so passionate. And so they've got no fear. I love that. And finally, this is a really good one I want to talk about, actually, is my biggest inspiration always, and this sounds really arrogant, is my 10-year-old self. Okay? Mm. So when I was 10 years old, if you said to me any anything, if you went, Tom, what are you going to be when you're older? And I'd be like, fucking astronaut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, what are you going to be? I remember what we said. I'm going to be a dinosaur. You probably said that. Yeah. I was, I could, there's nothing in the world that I can achieve. Nothing. Okay. Nothing at all. Okay. And I'm a hundred years old now. And the only thing that's changed is that experience and failure have told me that some of those things aren't achievable. So if I just take away those experiences, I think back to like when I was 10 years old, like what, what, nothing's changed. And when you're 10 years old, you have your whole life ahead of you. That's why you, that's why you're not afraid. You're like, I, 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 if I live to, you know, you like, okay, yeah, I need to be, I'm, it's 40 years until I'm 50. Okay. I'm 37 now. It's 40 years until I'm 77. Okay. That's a lot of time. At 77, it isn't that old. Okay. So like, I've got all this time in the world. Why am I worried? Why am I worried that I'm, if I want to become an astronaut, what would stop me becoming an astronaut now? Nothing. Okay. And so I always try to think of myself like, think back to the, when you were 10 years old and you had that blind faith where you could just achieve anything because you hadn't failed. You have all the time in the world. And the truth is you have more time than you think. And if you failed, it doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, there you go. No, I love it. So what's the difference between like good leadership and terrible leadership? Like, what's your experiences with that? Yeah, okay. So, two, really, basically two ways. Okay, there's two ways of looking at leadership, okay? Is that you can use people to get on top. So you can climb up people, push them down, 
Yeah. Or you can raise people up and then lift you up. Okay. Simple as that. Okay. So if I make, this is the secret about success, which I wish people understood. If you make the people beneath you more successful, you become more successful. <laughs> it's as simple as that. If you make those people shit, you look shit. So if you're in a team, so I, I ran a sales team uh, at a company and every year we broke the record, every single year, every single year. And people were a bit like, well, how are you doing? I said, because my team love their jobs. They want to win. They want to be the best. And then you've got other teams with like, oh, this guy's rubbish. This guy hasn't hit target. This guy's lame. I'm going to fire him. And I'm like, no, that's not what you do. What you do is you fire them up. You get them excited. You get them. And that's going to make them go and be successful. And yes, sometimes that means that you've got to, you've got to go out there yourself. You've got to go and get your hands dirty and prove to them how you do it. That's what great leaders do. But the whole point is if you make your team, if you lift up your team, and let's get it to that mindset about being a coach. If you get the best performance out of these people by making them happy and energized and passionate, you will be successful. You know from your own experiences as a coach and as a player, someone coming to the, someone coming in to the change room and screaming in your face, which I imagine you got quite a lot, yeah, is um, isn't going to make you better. It doesn't work. The truth is, it doesn't work. Yeah, if someone comes in and says, look buddy, it wasn't an amazing game, okay? Because you didn't do this, this, and this. But what was great is that you have the mindset and the ability to change those things. So let's go and change those things and let's do it next time. Let's show everyone how amazing you are. Yeah? Obviously, no one's ever said that to you. They probably say it to me all the time. To you, they were just like, Alex, <laughs> you haven't got what it takes. Sorry, mate. <laughs> I tell you what, man, it's amazing at even at the highest level of football, that that coaching point that you just made would go a long way. I mean, I have, I've had coaches that when, when we win, you know, my position coach, when we win, he's my best friend. No matter how I played, if we won, he's my best friend. Now, on the flip side of that, when we lose, are you still my best friend? Or are you going to ignore me? I've had coaches that, well, one particular coach that, but he flip-flopped so much. It was ridiculous. And a lot of us lost respect for him because he treated us differently based on the performance of the whole team. Even though some of those games, us in the secondary, we balled out, but we, but we lost. He didn't have nothing to do with this. It was so transactional. The relationship that we had, it was ridiculous. Yeah, and it just doesn't work. And, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. So tell me, uh, Tom, how can people like get more of you? You have social media. For, uh, even before then, can you tell us like how do we get how do we get your your is it an app or yeah, is it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So online? Just go on the app store. Google Play, type in Stakester, S-T-A-K-E-S-T-E-R, type it in, download it, go and make yourself some sweet quiche, start being people. Yeah, if you find a guy on there called A. Molden, he's rubbish, take all his money. Yeah, okay. hold talks on. a big game, okay, but he's now. got nothing. <laughs> no, hold on. How are you going to make me feel good 
good if I lose. Right, okay. And the thing is, so we basically similar to this. We have a currency in there where we have you make you make money, and aside from that, we also have this thing called, called gems, right? And those gems you can convert into real life prizes. It's a bit like you know we used to go to the fun fair, and you like and you um the carnival. Yeah, the carnival. Yeah, like the carnival. You Y'all call it fun fair over there. We call it fun fair over here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. And, you, all and right. you get like these tickets from the machines, yes. and you go and exchange them for like a, a cuddly toy or whatever. So we like a similar system. So win, lose, or draw, you get the same amount and you get those and you can convert because I'm like, you've put yourself in the game here. You've taken that risk. You put yourself on the line. I'm going to give you something for that. So I give these gems and then uniquely, you can convert those for real life prizes. So you can convert it for a Spotify voucher or Amazon voucher or set of headphones. In fact, we've got one guy, he's trying to win a Peloton. Yeah. Oh. Now, I personally, I hope he doesn't get it because I paid for that Peloton. Um, <laughs> I'm really hoping that no one wins it because uh, it cost me a lot of money. You should have got a, a assault bike. I should have got him an assault bike. No one's going to try and win that. <laughs> but yeah, so we like to, even if you win, you get something, right? Yeah. And um, that's really important for us. And people love it. They're like, thank you. They're like, thank you for, you know, for recognizing that I put myself out there. Um, and that's what we do. That's and cool. we do it to yeah, so yeah, so that's what we do. That's good. Um, so are you on social media at all? So company I'm, website? I yeah, so I have a podcast um called The Back Yourself Show, where I interview oh. um founders. I'm like, look, you know, I mean I interview them, I end up just talking myself the whole time. But um uh what I specialize in on that show is that like I hate talking to people that did something in the past. I want to talk to people who did it, who are doing it right now. Mm. I want that authenticity. If you ask me how good at rugby I was at high school, I was amazing. <laughs> and I get I'm better a, every year. I was going to guess that. I was going to guess yeah, that. Yeah, I get better, better every year. Okay. Every year that I'm not, I haven't played, I get better. But the, yeah, so I like, to, I like to interview people. When it comes to startups, it's not that big a deal. In, in sport, like we... It's very easy to keep score of how good you were because you know how many games you won or how you, you can keep score of it. So it's very transparent. But in business, it's not that transparent. And people are like, how did you manage it? Oh, no, whatever. Yeah, everyone loved me. And they're like, they didn't. How did it feel when you raised that money? Oh, I raised it really easily. It's not true. So what I do is I interview people who are going through it right now. So oh, I can understand I what, what, their, what their problems are. Also, like my biggest social media is LinkedIn. So follow me on right. LinkedIn. So I share all my content, share all my ideas, all my less, all the things I learn um, along the way, and all the and I steal ideas from other people as well and pretend they're my own, um, which makes me sound really smart. <laughs> you too. Okay. <laughs> That's how we do it, right? <laughs> man, hey, Tom, man, thank you so much for being a guest on the Shark Effect podcast. Man, I, I would love to, to have another conversation um, for on the on the Shark Effect, but then off, offline as well, man. Um, I appreciate your, your honesty and opening up with, with what you got going on. And uh, man, love to have you on again, buddy. I would love that. I love it, man. It's been, it's been an absolute sensation. Thanks so much. It's been an honor. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. 
If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tra- to transition. What, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down, I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision-making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.